<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Unfiltered Experience with myself, Christopher Rausch, and Scott Goyette, who was playing his phone and realized it's slightly out of sync when we start live and it's oh, going crazy. Oh, that's what I was, I was I can like. Hear, I can hear music. I can hear dude, music. Dude, I was like, where's that noise coming from? And it was know, coming was, from me. Was coming I did it. You. It was coming out of your butt. <laughs> it was your phone no. coming out of your butt? No, don't do that. I was doing one final share telling people to come visit us. And then, um, yeah, I made a lot of noise. <laughs> I do that. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm like a busted chainsaw. You know me. Yeah. People are, people I like, are like all noise. the time. Like, Chris, damn, dude. So anyways, welcome, guys, to the Unfiltered Experience. It is your place where we have unfiltered conversations designed to move your perspectives and your confidence forward by just having great conversations with people here where you guys can join us in the conversation. So as always, be sure to ask us questions, engage with us in the comments section. We already got Randy in the house. What's up, kick-ass Randy. Hey, Thank Randy. you for How being here, brother. Happy Friday. We're here every single Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Mm -hmm. And Scott and I um, love to bring these conversations to you to expand our horizons and our opportunities for what it is that we can become and how we can shift the world to become a better place. So we appreciate you guys being here, whether you're live or on the replay. And as always, join our family at www.theunfilteredexperience.com. We would love to have you come join our Facebook community and jive with us there and uh, help, become, help us all become brilliant souls. So how are you doing, Mr. Goyat? I'm reflecting on what you just said. I'm trying to think of how to become a brilliant soul. I like that. You already are. That's the answer I was going to. It's almost like you're reading my mind. We are brilliant souls. We just need to remember, Chris. Yes. And I'd like to add in, all we have to do is believe that we are brilliant souls, which is reality. And in our return to that state, we just have what, Chris? We have to have no excuses. No excuses. And what we want to do to get there is we want to go love now. Go love now. I, I know I got you gave me a bunch. I have to actually replace <laughs> it now because this one is literally all black now. I got a new one over here. Actually, I just gave it away at South by Southwest to uh, no, I've, got, I've got I've got I've, you gave me a you gave me a whole handful when you were out here. Sweet. <clears throat> Yes, yes, yes. We already got some amazing people in the house. Got Mary Kay in the house, my sister from another mister. Uh, got Ron in the house. He says, hello again, Chris. Good to see you and Scott. We got Joe in the house. Thank you, Joe, for being here. Uh, he says, hey, friends, happy Friday. Got Patricia in the house. What's up, Patricia? Says, good evening, you brilliant beings. Thank you for being yes. here. You're brilliant as well. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for tonight's conversation. It actually kind of goes in line um, with the book that, I, that I'm doing the book study on, which is, you know, your body keeps score. And it says the brain, mind, and body in the healing of trauma. So I'm excited to have our guest on tonight. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, by the way, happy belated birthday. So uh, I must sing for you. Oh, let's do this. Happy birthday to you. Mm. Happy birthday to you. Mm. Happy birthday, dear Scott David Goyette. Happy birthday to you. Chris, I'm a multiplier of three and 17. Now I'm 51. My daughter's 15. And so that's 51 reverse. It just felt like a big year, big year. Yeah. Well, like you're it. 51. I'm 53. It's like, <laughs> that's it. See, I'm older than you have to respect me. Okay. I re well, you respect what you respect What you drinking? I'm drinking a uh, gluten-free beer. It's called Apollo Blonde. It's American nice. Blonde Ale um, by Neff. And it's uh, naturally gluten-free so that I don't get sick. 
Nice. And, uh, it's nice. I got to try that. I'm having sparkling water. Mm-hmm. Sparkling water. I'm giving my liver a break after Vegas. <laughs> I do that. I'm going to go back to, you know, like my super healthy, you know, I'm always playing basketball, doing sports in between. So I stay healthy, but the, what you, the intake is important. I mean, you get to take in the good stuff. Yep. That's probably all about what you bring stuff. in, what you, what you put out. I uh, want to acknowledge Darlene right here. She says, can't stay for a minute, but I wanted to rock in and say, Hey to everyone. Thank you, Darlene. You are awesome. We appreciate you being here. Always go back and check out the replay, but happy Friday night. Have an awesome weekend. And uh, Gary Case says, I'm 54, so both of you have to respect me. I we always have to respect our ladies. I feel good about that. Of course. Good yeah, about that. and you're beautiful. I would never, ever, and this is not even a compliment, I would never have guessed that she was 54. No, I agree. I agree. You know what? You know what's beautiful is, and I know you guys are all seeing this, there's more and more people that I'm blown away at their age. And I do think, you know, to, to the book you're reading too, the intersection of mind, soul, spirit, you know, the whole thing. Um, mind, body, and soul, mind, body, and spirit coming together. I see so many people that have a vibrance and it's a youthful energy. And I see the curiosity, the wonderment coming out in them. And I feel like it's almost kind of like people are blooming. Yes. So people that were, you know, we said, this is the downturn. This is where we fall apart. People are realizing, no, this is the wisdom and the curiosity and the childlike wonder coming together. And we're going to finish this world strong. And there's more and more people like that. And Man, I want to inspire more people to become that because I don't feel older. My vehicle that I run around this world, and yeah, it's got a couple bumps and bruises and may not be five years the bearings old. Bearings not need to be replaced. Nah, a couple of grease, you know, like you need to be greased here and there. But uh, and no comments here because I felt like you were going to say something <laughs> stupid right then. But um, you want to be yeah. greased, Scott? It's a it's. There's a lot to live for in this world and a lot of beauty, and we can uh, we can make all that happen. And we're not old; we're just older than we once were. Right. But young. Yeah. Bon Jovi says, yeah. I'm not old, but I'm older. And I think uh, to your to your point about, you know, um, blooming, you know, when we think back when we were kids, you know, when you said somebody was 50, you thought they were fucking ancient. And and most of them, it seems like a lot really of them look like that. I saw a lady on TikTok the other day. She's like, guess she's like doing something like guess my age or something like that. And I'm like, uh, she's probably like 38 or something like that. She was 56. I was like, yeah. I mean, I didn't see her birth certificate or anything, but I think, I think now there's so much of a youthful op- op- opportunity for us because like I was telling somebody the other day, now at 50, I feel like I graduated the, the, the small school of life. Like I think, I think I went through all that stuff to become the person I am today. And mm-hmm. from this point forward, it's only just capitalizing on, you know, exponential growth. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's so <laughs> there's so much to live for. We're in such a beautiful world. And, you know, to the point, the person we're going to be talking with today there's so many reasons that for a long time people started to age so quickly. And a lot of that is what we allowed to drag us down the weight, the emotions, the, the negativity, um, that which gets stuck within us. And once we free that and we get that intersection of mind, body, and spirit being fluid, man, Chris, this is a beautiful world, isn't it? Unstoppable baby. So who go- could help us? You got to go love now. Us. Who can help you us? Go um, love now. We have no excuses. Yeah, we, we need to be a, unscripted. <laughs> I, think, I think I think we need somebody who has some emotional intelligence experience who can help us like uh, talk about getting the trauma out of our bodies and our minds and our souls, mm-hmm. so we can live a little bit freer mm-hmm. and lighter. So with that, we're going to welcome to the unfiltered experience, Miss Carla Shri Devi Cohen. I hope I got that right. I was you did. Brain, I did. Thank you very much. Uh, I was like thinking in my brain as Scott was talking. I'm like, okay, she said, she, okay, 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 okay. okay I always want to make okay. it so. Welcome to the unfiltered experience, my dear. How are you doing thank, this evening? Thank you so much. I'm great, and I gotta say, I love the chemistry between the two of you. The banter, it's so great. I just, I feel hmm. like I, I know you guys. I know you from 
I know you, you know? Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what yeah. we do because yeah. the whole thing with oneness and we're coming from the same creator and we're perspective points of source and we're just reuniting. Yeah, exactly. Good to exactly. see you again. Yeah. Yeah. Good to see you again too. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So welcome, welcome to the unfiltered experience, my dear. We appreciate you for being here and we're excited about to jump into this conversation. And one of the questions we've been leading off with a lot recently is just kind of catching up with people and what experiences they've had during this COVID experience. You know, the last couple of years, we've all gone through a, a tumultuous time of growth and inner reflections and things of that nature. What is this, what has this time done for you in your own personal growth and your journey for yourself and perhaps some of the people that you deal with, maybe your clients? Wow, that's a great question. Uh, well, for me, uh, it was it actually gave me an excuse to be able to do some of my drop in deeper into my studies without the distraction that I would have normally. So uh, one of the things I think you saw my post about me going back to playing harmonium, which is a for those who don't know, it's an Indian musical instrument. Um, returning to that, a little deeper dive on removing my emotional blocks looking and seeing what was going on in my mind. And also how willing was I to allow myself to um, uh, receive what the communication was that was coming across from the, from the media and everything. How much of that did I want to let into my brain? And, you know, because let's face it, no matter what you believe, it did impact a lot of people with a lot of fear, right? Yeah. And people are still experiencing that. And so I think what happened for me was I looked and I went, well, wait a minute now. I'm at this stage in my life right now, and I feel like I've, I've barely scratched the surface of what I want to do. And what this did was kind of like, you know, how the gate is is held closed before just before they let the raging bull out. <laughs> well, I wouldn't call myself a raging bull exactly, but it, it, it made me want to unleash that energy, whatever I've been holding back. Yeah. What was that process for you? Uh, for me... I do, well, the same things that I do with my clients, a, a lot of the same work on myself. I, if I see that I'm holding back on something, I will, I know I have a way of identifying and releasing trapped emotions that I'm holding on to, because that's really the thing that holds us back. Uh, a lot of times we don't even know, like you're, you're not moving forward, you're not doing anything, you have these goals, and you don't even realize maybe that you're stuck. Uh, but, you know, a good clue is how are things reflected to you out in the outer world? What's happening to you? And if you don't see movement out here, if things are not changing, then there's something on the inside that, you know, needs to be changed, shifted. And I was speaking with a woman um, yesterday, one of my clients, and it was interesting. I hadn't I hadn't talked to her. It was an initial conversation. We did we did one exercise together, which I'm going to actually offer your viewers at the end of this uh, broadcast today. Yep. Um, and uh, she she got back to me and she said, you know, it's so funny because since you worked with me, um, I don't have that feeling of in my throat anymore where it felt constricted. And you're a real healer, aren't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't coming, just play one on TV. Had, it came from a thought she had around money. So, yeah. So, so that's, I do that for me, too. You know? So, Carla, can I play devil's advocate? You know, you don't know me. You don't understand my situation. It's been a hard world. You know, you're saying like that the world should be changing, but it's a scary world out there. It's horrible. You know, it's always been this way. It's the human condition. I'm doing my best. Everything you just say sounds fluffy to me. So, and of course, I'm playing devil's advocate here right, because right. I'm on your page. I'm just being this guy named Steve right now. So, Steve, me being really upset. One of the things that really drives me crazy is when I meet all these people like you who keep saying, you know, I can do this and all this woo woo stuff, but 
I'm really hurting. It's all real. You don't understand me. How do you start with me, Steve? So the first thing for me would be to, to really talk to you in, in depth about what it is that you're experiencing and going do a little deeper dive to start to excavate what's really underneath that. Because that kind of hopelessness or that place where somebody feels like you can't possibly understand me or nothing's going to work for me, like um, what uh, the idea is, I think, sometimes to show people positive evidence of what can happen. Um, everybody goes through those periods in life where they get stuck and things don't seem to move. And we feel we maybe feel hopeless. We maybe feel depressed or anxious. And we don't we doubt that some of the things that seem to be working out there would really work for us. But you have nothing to lose. My attitude is you have nothing to lose but try, right? And if you don't want to try, that's okay. Stay where you are. You know, <laughs> you, have, you have a couple of choices. If you're happy where you are, great. Even if you're not happy where you are and you want to stay there, that's okay too. But if there's any part of you, any part of you that would like to take that zip line out of there and see what's possible, then I'm offering you a hand. And let's let's do this together and see if we can open that up. And I know that I can. I, you know, I work with gosh, I don't even know, probably thousands of people to help them break through things that they were stuck on where they thought maybe they couldn't. Even um, just mindsets, they inherit, you know, we inherit our mindsets, right? That we didn't just, they didn't just drop on us, you know? Can you go to that space? Because, I mean, listen, Chris and I and you, we talk to so many different people. We know the same things that come up. Steve's obviously you know, a, a perfect example of somebody that we see nonstop. And those are people we very, really work with because they won't really come to us. They show up and they say, we want something, then they run away. What about that mindset piece? Because I think, I think a lot of people get stuck in this space where they say, this is me, you don't understand. When I say that my identity, my mindset is, it, it is reality. Let's talk about that a bit because mindset or my identity we both know the three of us know that's not a reality that's something that's been spooned fed for us spoon fed to us and we call truth let's talk about that what's what's how do we shift that mindset how do we re-explore our identity and be willing to change that because that's scary that's real well, scary i think you know again it's kind of like the you know people who have i don't know if, uh, your history with either one of you and i don't know steve's history right <laughs> there you go but, but if we if we we talk about a hypothetical Steve, it's it's the person who has to hit bottom like an alcoholic. I think you have to hit the bottom of the barrel where you recognize that what you're doing, where you're at, is not how you want to keep living the rest of your life. And you literally get to a place where it's like, okay, God, however or whatever you want to call it, I let go, I surrender, I am open to being, you know, helped, healed changed shifted you know i know that what where i'm at isn't working for me and i'm miserable and i think that that's it's like you have to get to that place of absolute burnout where you hit the wall is that the only way because that's a, that's a really very really good point because i know we've all seen people that a lot of times it's that tough love you've got to let that person go to that space and a lot of us are enablers with people that we care about whether it's family friends that we're constantly giving a little bit so they dangle at that space and then they go their whole life without actually reaching rock bottom to come back up. Is there a way or do we, because this is a question I'm sure parents, friends with family members are asking right now. Yep. What do we have to let them hit rock bottom? What does that look like from a perspective of somebody who loves someone but does nothing? Or is there a way that we can be the light or, or help them change without hitting rock bottom? Because this, I bet that's an answer a lot of people want. 
That's a mm. great question. For me, my belief is that you really have to, it's like I need to, I believe that I meet people where they're at. I'm not going to try to shift them or change, make them change. The old, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, you know. Um, I don't think that uh, that enabling somebody or trying to fix it for them teaches them what they need to learn. We all come here for this is, you know, elementary school, high school, college, whatever you want to call it that we're all going through. We have to make a decision that we want to move on to the next level, just like we do in school. Or we're going to stay there. We're going to keep getting those D's and going back and repeating sixth grade over and over and over again, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's unfortunate that some people have to hit that wall and they may never have that awakening. You know, I get a lot of clients who, unfortunately, I, I really choose to work with people before they get to the, that, that place where people will a lot of times reach out to me when they're already got fourth stage cancer. They've wow. already got, they've already manifested some other physical symptom that isn't going away, you know, um, maybe it's a really serious digestive issue or something else. And my experience is it would have been so great if I could have just worked with you back then because we could have we could have turned the tide. Wow. Um, yes. And and it's never just a one thing answer. Like Chris, Christopher was saying earlier, you know, there's all these different factors that fall into keeping somebody healthy and happy. But a lot of times that mindset is being driven by what's going on in somebody's diet. Right. Yeah. But, but, you know, we, we have um, what is it? Uh, Twenty six chemicals in our uh no, sorry, 62 chemicals in our body. And at any given time, anything that we eat, smell, drink, think, emote is going to change that chemical balance that's going on in our system. So once we get into that negative loop and we keep eating the same foods that are, you know, taking us down, like I didn't realize for me, it took me, you know, I had to go through my health crisis to recognize that, you know, glutens were basically causing me to be depressed, you know, yeah. making me want to sleep, make me feel sorry for myself, you know. Um, the more I added greens and fresh food, organic stuff, the more I got chemicals out of my body and out of my life, you know, I started to really make some shifts. Right. But I didn't realize the influence of all these other things on me. Mm, I love that. I love that. Talk to us about, you know, you just mentioned a health crisis. Talk to us about this journey that you've been on to get you to the, be at the place you're at. You know, talk to us about maybe the, some of the, the challenging times in your life that caused you to take this on and, and, and be passionate about it. Uh, well, I was I had an I was working with A-list celebrities in Hollywood. I had finally reached what I thought was the dream job, and doing what? Uh, doing what? I, I and I was doing what's called development, uh, which is development executives are the people who develop stories for Hollywood. We mm. we do the script, we do the packaging sometimes with the talent, and then we we may even take a raw little newspaper article that's this big and turn it into a story, and then pitch it over to a film company or a network. So I loved what I was doing, but I was a woman in a man's world and I had to, I felt like I had to work harder, better, you know, to be successful, prove myself, whatever. And uh, it ended up, um, I was working 70 hours a week and that, uh, that pace of never taking time off, never giving myself, never cutting myself any slack, all driven by the belief that I wasn't good enough, by the way, or inadequate, however you want to say it. Uh, which I realized, you know, later, right, part of my healing process. But I ended up in bed for two years. And uh, by the time I went to the doctors, I had an elevated white blood cell count, a constant fever. And they were they were really stumped because these were very physical symptoms. They were showing up in the test, but they couldn't figure out what was causing the problem. And how many people who are listening to the show or others have something like that where the doctors say, 
they say the same thing. They say it's in your head. And the funny thing is, there's truth to that. It's in your spirit, into your physicality. And, and the thing is, they don't have an answer because we need to enter what we need to interweave the medical, the spiritual, and all of it. And they hand it off and go, not my job. Like go look yeah. deeper. Right. <laughs> Well, and you know, I, 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 my, my doctor was a really good guy and I think he really meant well, he really tried, mm -hmm. but I think he was frustrated. You know, at the end, he finally said to me, uh, basically I was already, uh, well, he, you know, he sent me home with, uh, he said, well, you know, we think you're depressed. So to yeah. go home with these antidepressants sure. and this will, and, and just, you'll just have to sleep this off. And I thought in my head, <laughs> what do you mean sleep it off? I'm already sleeping beauty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get out of this tower here. <laughs> yeah, here, so, here, take the, here, take this here, take that. Yeah. Um, so that was actually, I did go home and take it. Um, but it was, uh, and I ended up feeling so uh, crappy. I literally collapsed in the bathroom. Like I had, I lost all, you know, strength in my body, what little strength I had. And I recognized, and I, I just bawled my eyes out. And that was sort of my kind of, you know, that was my reckoning where I went, you know what, this is, I cannot, I'm not going to accept this. I cannot do this. I don't have the strength right now to figure this out, but something's going to help me. I'm going to figure this out. And that was the last prescription medication I took. And that was, I don't even want, it was over 30 years ago. So I have, I've traveled all over the world. Uh, I've been to all kinds of countries where all kinds of things were going on. And I, I've chosen, uh, because my, I've recognized too, that my body is way more chemically sensitive than I realized. So including some of the things that we take, you know, that we know about side effects with medications, but I didn't realize all the things that were really impacting me and, and my body just couldn't handle it. It was too much input. It's so true. It comes on slow. I mean, I have the same thing. I take Percocet right now for pain and I found that my mood is progressively kind of not getting depressed, but I just, I noticed I don't have the same enthusiasm and the same optimism that I did before I was taking them. I've been off and on them all over. So I started doing some research on it and I found out there is actually a correlation between depression and opioid use. So we yeah. never know we're, we're taking something for one thing, but because it comes on so gradual, unless you're aware and conscious of it, like I am, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, okay, the process of eliminating pain, but getting this is not worth it. So I'm actually going to go detox off it again, but I want to grab some of these comments real quick. We got some amazing people in the house. We got Ray in the house. This is Carla. We got Mary Kay in the house. Um, I cannot pronounce that, but thank you so much for being here. Appreciate you. Uh, Lee says here, eliminating fear was the biggest factor I addressed with my clients during COVID time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Joe Hutter's uh, th here. Thank you very much for being here, Joe. Um, he's asking about self-doubt. What can we, what can we share with him about self-doubt as part as part of the conversation we're having? Yeah. So Joe, I'm not sure exactly what context, but I'll do my best to just with that question. Um, so self-doubt is also the result of some belief that we, we misinterpreted that got stuck in our system. And that's what I call a trapped emotion. So it can be, and, and there's a lot of trapped emotions, you know, we have over 26 emotions that, that they've been able to identify. And most people, they live in the same four or five emotions over and over again. And they don't really hit the bandwidth of different emotions that we have. So it's like running that cycle. And what happens when I'm able to work with people, we can break that open and start to get you into the other range. So addressing self-doubt is just like any other thing that we're stuck on. Uh, it's basically there's some belief in there, and that belief comes from some emotion. So one emotion, one emotion can cause as many as 10,000 thoughts. Ooh. So, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's huge, right? 
So what, what happens is what, as I start to work with you to address the, the emotions, as we go through them and you start to, you know, resolve them, you lose 10,000 thoughts, you know, as many as 10,000, right? So what's, the brain starts to get quieter and quieter. And as we go into that quiet place, that's when we start to tap into our own divinity on a bigger level. Mm-hmm. We become more of who we actually are. But we've got, it's like, if you think of all these thoughts as like interference that keep us separate from our true nature, right? Because we really are powerful beings. We just don't know it all the time. Carla, there's something um, that I, I share a lot. I just want to know your, your perspective on it. It actually goes right into what Joe's saying with self-doubt. One of the things that I find is that we limit ourselves with the word self so much. And we say, Scott, self or self is me and the other people, in my family, you know, it's very limited. But if you take self and you extend that sense of self to everything seen and unseen in this existence, that we're all part of oneness, then the self-doubt becomes, well, how can I doubt when all this is going on because of that which created me, which is me? So if you were able to do that and extend the sense of self, the doubt literally starts to just dissipate organically with that belief. Does that make sense to you or could you incorporate that into what you're teaching? Yes, but what you're talking about, Scott, for most people is an intellectual understanding. Mm -hmm. And what I'm talking about is switching over from the intellectual into the physiological, where the two are so integrated that there's no question that you don't even have to think that. Because you just just know that you know, right? That's why I like breath work. Because breath work, it's like you teach somebody to meditate, there's still uh, something you have to do. With breath work, if you just shut up and do it, you're like, I don't know what happened to me. And you're like, good, because you didn't have to think. It went full heart centric. It's beautiful. Yeah, so, it, yeah. it's really staying out of the mind. Um, good point. And, yeah, and I did a lot of, I don't, I don't know if you guys caught that in my bio, but I, I taught breath work for years, right? And, um, and that, that was definitely a huge piece for me in terms of um, coming to the awareness that I'm at now. Mm-hmm. But I like that because, you know, that's a very good point. You know, I'm always trying to help people get out of here and into here and get into that alignment. But sometimes you slide back in because they're asking to be taught or empowered or coached at that space. And one of the best things you can do is get them the hell out of here and into here. So yeah. uh, I, I like that point. Good point. Yeah. Them, the mind is definitely. Oh, sorry, Christopher. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no you're good. I was just going to say the mind, you know, and I, I hate to use this word, but it can be the, really the enemy in a lot of ways because. Um, it, 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 okay, so we have anywhere between 12 to 60,000 uh, thoughts in, in a day. And of those, 80% um, are negative. This is just the way the brain works. This is based on National Science Institute research. It's not what I came up off my head. And 95% of those thoughts are repetitive. So <laughs> we're just recycling that, I, that lack of belief over and over and over again until somebody holds the door. A lot of times we need, we require like positive evidence. And if we can get some positive evidence and then we can repeat it and repeat it, then we can start to really switch ourselves out of that groove, you know, and that goes back to that self-doubt question too, by the way, you know. Nice. I love that. So me being the no excuses coach, talk to us about some of your clients and some of their major excuses and what you do to get them over those. Nice. Oh, well, they will call bear it an excuse. They, they will, <laughs> they'll call it a symptom. Usually they come to me and they're like, well, you know, first of all, they start with, I was diagnosed with, and I'm like, okay, first of all, don't tell me, I don't want to know. I'm not a doctor. I do not, I don't diagnose. Um, I do have clear sentient gifts. So I am able to 
actually literally feel into people's bodies and know what's going on uh, in, in, in terms of uh, what they're experiencing. But the, the physiological symptoms are a manifestation of some thought or belief that's stuck in the body. So there was one woman who came to me and she said, uh, Helen, she's uh, Helena, she was amazing. And she came to me because um, she was having some uh, uh, pain in her shoulder and um, she was having some, she also wanted to have some income opportunities come into her. She was just stuck. She wasn't pulling in any jobs and she was really, it was getting to the point where she was kind of feeling a little desperate. So I did some work with her and what happened was uh, not only did we heal the pain in her shoulder, but her and her hips, by the way, which her doctor told her she was needed to go in for surgery. So she, the last I heard, she decided not to do that because the pain level had gone down so much that she didn't need it. Um, and she manifested a new job that has been a great income producer for her ever since we last spoke. And that was uh, over a year ago. Yeah. So that's one example. Uh, my favorite story actually is John. John was on 19 different medications when I started working with him. Uh, he had experienced, um, I believe it was a car accident. So his uh, whole right arm was numb. He and it was kind of painful at the same time. So he was on pain relievers. He was he loved to play guitar. So he was um, he had to actually give up playing guitar because mm -hmm. the the pain was so much. It just it just wasn't working for him, and it made him miserable and depressed. And because he was so miserable and depressed, he was kind of angry and short. And it led to his wife divorcing him. So he pretty much had hit bottom in every which way. Damn. Uh, so by the time he came to me, 19 different medications, given up on pretty much everything, relationship gone, et cetera. Um, we worked together uh, over a period of time. I was able to get him off all of his medications. Yeah. He, uh, he has no pain. He's back to playing his guitar. He's actually remarried now. And he has a completely different job than he did when we were working together. So... Uh, there's a, another great story, and and he was he was really a good one. Um, what did you What did you do for him? Walk us through that process if you can a little bit. What you did with him because that's oh, fascinating. Wow. I mean, that's so amazing. I have so many Absolutely. tools. You know, I have over thirty different certifications in a variety of healing modalities. Uh, everything from breath work to I, I can't even I can't list them all. It's crazy how many things I know how to do. So I did some high frequency energy healing with him. I did essential oils. I, I do a people, a lot of people know me as an essential oils expert. So I did work with that. Um, but we did a lot of work on his, on his uh, belief process as well. His nutrition, we totally changed his nutrition and supplement. His supplements were, he was on, he was spending so much money, but they were supplements that weren't really good supplements. So anyway, so that's, that's the situation with him. Um, and I was ecstatic to see him grow the way he did. He actually wrote a very long, I can't put it on my website because it's too long, but it like a diary he sent me about what it, what had happened for him from week to week, you know, and how things changed. So, yeah. Love so, so I, lo I love what you're, you're saying with the tool choices. And I bet Chris might be thinking the same thing too. So you got 30 tools and you're trying to figure out which one, you know, is that something that's intuitive? It's just coming to you, you're feeling it. Are you trying, you know, a lot of it is it just, you know, frequent use, like, you know, this person reminds me of this person energetically, this worked for them. How are you choosing those tools? Because this is something as a coach, like what I do, you know, personally is I'll introduce them to eight different tools. And in that tool, I'll be like, which one resonates most? Which one do you feel you need to work on? Are you being honest with yourself? So there's a process, but at the same time, you know, sometimes two months later, somebody goes, 
you know what I really needed was that fourth thing you said, and I was lying to myself, and it's been amazing. So how do you get them to that space to find the tool that actually produces the most healing? It's a great question. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> well, it, it's definitely intuit, intuition for me, to be honest. I don't have a system, per yeah. se, that... Uh, I listen. Mostly what I start with nowadays is I really start with the uh, listening to what they say is going on. And then I make a decision about whether we're going to do a peace process on them or something I call emotional recoding um, and work with them that way. I usually start with the emotions first, unless there are a lot of red flags. I do always want to know what's going on in their diet, especially if they come to me with pain and inflammation as, a, as an issue. Uh, but most people are not interested in having doing the work with their nutrition off the bat. They want the pain released first, <laughs> which I can I can help usually help them do. Not always, but you know, uh, 99.9% of the time, yes, we can because a lot of these things are really it's really about the the emotion that's that's stuck in there in the belief system. And some of these things, I know this is going to sound crazy to some of the viewers and maybe even to you guys. I have no idea. But I've, I've worked with people where there was an emotion or a belief that went back 55 generations in their body that totally. they have no, totally, I, can't totally, even, totally. I can't even relate to that. I can't. How do you, how do you know that? How do you know 55 generations? How, where does that, how do you know that? I do things, you know, you know what kinesiology is muscle testing, right? right. So yeah, yeah. I, I will do a muscle testing process to see if it's inherited, what's going on with them, or it's something that, that came in maybe when they were in during conception or in the womb, there's things that happen. There's so many different ways, places along the way where things get put inside of us that we maybe don't need or want. Um, so uh, that's the answer to that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but to the point of like the 55, are you just saying you knew it was like a huge amount or you can actually specifically delineate 55? Because I felt where you're feeling where I'm like, I mean, you can just look back and listen to your family talk about history where they're like, there was this neurotic behavior. And it's like, you say it enough times, there's a neurotic behavior in this part of the family. Eventually you're like, I must be a neurotic human. And eventually somebody says no more and you've got to address that and attack it. But how can you go to 55 if that's, you know, not just a, a number? It's not just a number. It's literally muscle testing to find the answer. So I, hmm. once I know that, once I've established that it, it didn't happen in this lifetime, I'm going to ask whether, I'm going to ask whether the, uh, it was inherited. I'm going to ask whether it came from mom's side or dad's side. And then I'm going to literally start going from through the numbers till I hit. Yeah, the you're, ta damage. you're talking through. You're literally doing like a muscle testing. On I'm literally they, going yeah, through yeah. it. And I don't oh, do wow. it on them. I'm muscle testing on me. I do. I, oh. I, I serve as a what's called a proxy for them because it's too hard to do it on other people. Besides, they wear out. <laughs> you know? uh, it's virtual, right? How do you do it virtual? That'd be hard. Yeah. So uh, it's well, it, again, I, I'm able to do that. I don't know. I can't explain how I do it, but it, it, I'm able to uh, again. I, maybe this is the clear sentient, but I know there are other people who can also do this, too, where I can completely I, I ask for permission to be their proxy, to be their representative for the session. And I literally muscle test on myself. And I make those uh, determinations based on that. And I have I have charts and things that I go through to ask questions. I mean, it's very systematic in that way. But what you just said, too, makes a lot of sense because, you know, an ayahuasca arrow, you know, ayahuasca journeys used to be that you didn't do the ayahuasca. The shaman did the ayahuasca and would literally convey, like, be a conduit, a proxy for you to have the experience. But you never took the ayahuasca. It's yeah. more re recent history that the receiver is taking it. And sometimes 
the shaman's not, they're guiding you when it was the flip side of that. So it makes total sense. Right. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I didn't even know that, but yeah, that makes makes sense to me. It does make sense. And and maybe most people need to do ayahuasca. Just let the shaman do it for you. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That probably would be good for some people. For for Uh, many, for many. Nice. So, nice. Let me grab some of these comments real quick. We've got, um, let's see, uh, John's in the house. My, my, he actually understands what you're saying. I know that. So we got Jock in the house. He says better late than never. Good evening, all good evening, sir. Got Jacqueline in the house. Jacqueline Roche. She says, I have been running on empty for a long time. Meditation is the key to live a stress-free life. Yoga helps running boxing. I use a kid's punching bag. You use kids as punching bags. Well, oh, man, that, is me- that is messed up. She goes on to say, she goes, I have lower back arthritis, hip arthritis, can't take painkillers because I'm stage three kidney disease. What can I take for pain that works? That's a great question, Jacqueline. Thank you. So again, uh, Jacqueline, I'm not the prescription police. I don't, I don't have, you know, answers when it comes to taking things. Um, I really work from the inside out and I really, first of all, I want to say I have a lot of compassion for stage three kidney disease. That's a pretty intense place to be in. And my heart really goes out to you um, and understanding the level of pain that you're in. Um, the, and the arthritis is a long-term thing. You know, all of these things, they don't happen overnight. This is why I wish people would come to me before they get to that stage. You know, I, I'm not saying I'll turn you away, but I, it's, it's, it's just easier if we can, we can be proactive, just like with our health, right. Instead of waiting till we have the heart attack to change our diet, you know, um, but, um, in terms of, uh, of things that you can do, um, there are, uh, there are some essential oils. There are, you know, um, detox baths and things like that you can take that are more gentle, um, that, you know, those would be some of the things that I would look at in a very gentle way. Um, also maybe going to some healing waters. I don't know if you've done that, mm. but mineral springs are, don't underestimate the power of going and soaking in a mineral spring. And if yeah. there's a way that you can access that regularly, I don't know where you live, but, uh, I just found one up in, um, it's not that far away from the California, Southern California called Mono, uh, Springs. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. You don't have to tell me about it since we're in the same neck of the woods. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, where's Jacqueline? Where's where she live, by the way, Chris? Do you remember? Jacqueline, I do not remember. We'll have to double check. Jacqueline, throw where you live in and we'll see if we can think of a place for you to go to. Yeah, because I mean, that that could really help. But these these springs are there's like five or six springs and they're uh, they're they're not in Mono Lake. It's kind of a it's like. East of Yosemite, I want to say. Oh, okay. So Northern California. Yeah. It's back in, and there's five or six different kinds of pools, all different temperatures. There's actually even a little place you can stay out with cabins. So if you look up Mono Lake Spring, Mono, no, Mono Springs Resort, look that up and you'll see what I'm talking about. Very cool, very low key cabins, very, you know, it's very, not not rustic rustic right yeah yeah rustic that's the word i was looking for yeah so i would say going and soaking would be really good and also looking at um you know i'm not i don't know if you're what you're doing in terms of alkalized water maybe what you're drinking would be really good because uh you know we want to take all the load off the kidneys that's the Mm -hmm. main thing so anything that might create more stress on the kidneys is going to create more inflammation in the body and, and I know you're going to say the same thing, Carla, but a lot of people, it's, it's, it's almost crazy, but I hear so many people have certain diseases or whatever, and they're still taking ibuprofen or things that the, the kidneys can't process. And, and I know a lot about this because um, 
what was his name for the San Antonio Spurs? He either passed. He, he had a lot of issues because he was just taking ibuprofen all day long and destroyed his kidneys. And, you know, we're sitting here doing everything else healthy, but that one thing is just not able to be processed through the kidneys and it gets to a point where you're trying to reduce inflammation, but you hurt yourself somewhere else. And so it, it's hard to juggle all that. Yeah, I 100% agree. You know, Tylenol, all these things that people think is no big deal. It's like, mm -hmm. it's a big deal. Your is. body is way more sensitive than you realize. And, you know, coffee, here's another thing. It's huge. I'm sorry, but there's there's things, one of the main ingredients in coffee, even when it's organic, can be, um, I forget the, oh, geez, I just blanked on it. It's uh, percochloral ethylene. There it is. Um, you smell I'm that? Totally <laughs> yeah. It's a dry cleaning chemical. Okay. Oh, sure. And it's used to process the coffee. And so that's putting a load on the kidneys. That's creating inflammation in the body. Because people, a lot of times people are like, I don't know. I do everything really well. You know, I don't know why I'm experiencing inflammation. I'm like, inflammation comes because, you know, we are putting something in that's irritating our body over and over and over again. It doesn't just show up, Right. So how does that happen? Usually diet is the biggest thing. The emotions, definitely. You know, if we're getting feeling anger, resentment, fear, you know, that's putting a load on the on the, um, the, the system as well. And so when we start to get this buildup of inflammation inside, the nutrition that we're eating doesn't even get through anymore. It starts bouncing off the wall because the, the wall of the gut gets uh, like a, a mucous membrane on it. And the nutrients can't get through anymore. And the inflammation literally comes from the nutrients going bang, 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 bang. You know, I can't get to where I'm supposed to go. <laughs> hmm. I've never heard it said like that. That's an, that's, a, that's awesome. Um, so what, what are your thoughts on, we, we, Scott talked about ayahuasca, but what are your thoughts on like CBDs and cannabis and, and other um, alternative modalities in that respect? Oh my gosh. Um, well, this is where you'll see a little bit of my conservative side, you know, uh, I, I think that um, I'd rather people don't do that because I still think you're substituting for a lot of these things. It's substituting one drug, one kind of drug for another kind of drug when we actually have the ability to heal. You know, as I said earlier, what, 62 chemicals in the body, we can change things. You know, I remember this is a weird story. But anyway, I was at I was at a party and I was not drunk. Uh, it was I was with a bunch of doctors. We were outside by a swimming pool. And I pulled a bottle of uh, wine out of this ice chest. And for some reason, it slipped right out of my hand and it landed sideways on my foot. And literally, you know how hard it is to crack a bottle in half when you want to? But mm. it cracked on my foot. Right? Mm. So I was, there was a lot of blood <laughs> gushing out of my foot. And there were, you know, as I said, there were some drunk doctors and they're like, yeah, well, we could probably stitch it up. You know, where's the fishing line or whatever? I'm like, no, 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 you're not touching There's a me. staple gun, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's got to be good for something. <laughs> so they, I said, look, just take me to the emergency room, you know, because I, I, I knew that I need stitches, right? So they took me to the emergency room and the doctor, before he started stitching me up, he goes, look, we got to put anesthetic in you because, you know, uh, this is going to hurt. And I'm like, no, I don't need anesthetic. I, you know, my body is producing the an anesthetic right now. So I don't, I actually don't need you to do that. And he, did, he didn't believe me. I said, really, I'm okay. He goes, well, we'll keep it by here just in case. <laughs> Look at the needle. So he was able to sew me up. And I literally, you know, I felt a little pinch, right? But it wasn't like I didn't, I was okay. I didn't feel it. And I've had that experience before. I don't, I don't know. You know, I think, I don't know if you guys have ever walked on fire. Has I yeah, done I, that? I have not. Okay. So Scott started has. fires. Yeah. 
<laughs> Started fires, walked on fires, caught on fire. Yeah, I'm there. I'm with yeah. you. Rock star. <laughs> no, I'm just a little ridiculous. That's all. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> well, anyway, some years ago, uh, I went to this event. I was, uh, I was actually, it was a healers camp, and uh, it was a bunch of all healers all gathered together to to uh, help each other elevate. And uh, I didn't know that one of the things they were going to do was do a fire walk. And, I, and when I heard about it, I was like, I'm so not interested, you know, <laughs> you guys go have a good time. Bye. And um, but anyway, there, there was a point and I won't go into the whole story because we don't really have time. But uh, where I really felt the fire was calling me to walk. So I just before. I was three people away from the head of the line. I envisioned an, a block of ice across the fire that so that when I walked, it wouldn't burn me. And literally, when I walked across, all I felt was ice. I didn't have any experience of any. Now, other people got burned. I'll tell you that, that they really did. What was interesting for me was later on, I we were in, sitting in the cabin with a few of the people who had walked just before me. And they said, you know, the funniest thing happened. When I walked across the fire, I felt cold. It was like I was walking on ice. And I'm like, holy crap, they wow. felt my visualization. <laughs> You know, that's some energy. Yeah. So it's like we don't recognize, again, you know, going back to how much power we have inside of us. Right. We have no clue. Uh, and and again, the it speaks to the ability of the, to be able to produce whatever it is we need to produce when we need to produce it. You know, yeah. And I'm not saying I'm 100 percent every time. I wish I was, because if I was, I'd be already awake that I that I am, you know, God in, in this other form, whatever. Sure. I haven't gotten to that point, but. But but when I can look back and collect, I've got some ev positive evidence that shows me I'm on the right path, you know, then I just keep going there. Right? So, so that's a beautiful nice. thing, too, that that awareness is step one, you know, like because because here's the deal. Like I can preach this stuff all day. I can read the book. I can explain the book. I've got some modalities that have you know done things that some people would say are miraculous. But at the same time. There's moments where, you know, someone meets me in a certain part of my life. They're like, you're the guy who teaches that I'm a mess. <laughs> And, and that's, that's, I think, the beauty. But think of this. If we built this world, we collectively as conscious creator, if we built this world with limits to have containments, to have, you know, create some structure, it only makes sense that fire bad, don't walk on it, needle and body hurt, don't do. Like, it makes sense. But if it's a time that it's self-repair or for just to set an example, like, I don't want to get hurt now, I'm going to move across at a certain pace or... You know, Jarek Robbins, Tony Robbins' son does the thing with the arrows that I was there where you put the arrow in your neck and you push forward, it breaks, but it could go through your, like, I look back, I'm like, you know, we drunk for that one? But, you know, <laughs> but it breaks, it breaks, but it's a lot of it is a certain position. I understand like the whole thing worked, but if I moved or if I leaned wrong, it's sticking through my neck. It's, it's stupid, but it literally is a, a mind over matter thing. There's, there's literally no limits, but as we go from awareness to old identity mindset and we shift into a place of limitlessness we're still here on earth so let's talk about that even as somebody who has stepped into you know a higher frequency and may vibrate from place to place how do we get the next person to come in and how do we show them that we're all human on this you know evolution of you know moving to higher frequencies because you know sometimes somebody might see me like i said and say but you're not that. And I'm like, I'm human. I'm not saying I'm always here. Right. So, you know, twofolds, I guess. 
how do we show people that that's part of the process that you're still going to be human you'll elevate but you'll move back and forth and two how do you get that person to go to you without judging you because you are human well you know people will judge True. <laughs> just the way it is the nature of, of, of human beings and they look for um, your weakness <laughs> yeah and, and 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 it's okay i you know i have people who've seen me in in some pretty low places and they still come back from more coaching and more healing work and um i think the best thing we can do is just be authentic you know we're, and, we're, and walk the path you know love like, that and be in integrity, right? Like not love, love, love. speak one thing and do something else. Uh, that mm-hmm. makes me crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, hypocrisy and congruency, right? Yeah. Um, Mark Gassert's in the house. He's like saying, great show, Chris, Carla, Scott. Remember the unfiltered experiences and open to all. It's an equal opportunity experience. Yes. Thank you, Mark, for being Thanks, here, Mark. brother. From Peachtree, Georgia. Appreciate it. He says also here, modality is a cool word. Yeah. Mm. So, so, so Mark is the, is the modality of awesomeness in Peachtree Corners, Georgia. There you go. Damn, we've already been talking for 50 minutes. Um, I have one final question before we're going to ask you how people can get a hold of you. Um, this might not be a simple question or a simple answer, but I, it's, I'm feeling called to ask it. When we're thinking about the conversation tonight and, and the body-mind correlation, what I'm thinking about when I'm studying in this book, PTSD, what are your thoughts when patients come to you with PTSD? What are some processes that you might go through to help them kind of release some of that, that stored up stress? Probably most, well, again, it would depend on what I feel from the person. I'm, I'm most likely going to walk them through some one of uh, what, something I call the peace process, where I actually uh, have them get in touch with uh, one of the key feelings that they're experiencing in their body and walk them through resolving that. So, um, and that is, it's, it's an amazing experience because a lot of times people go, well, you, are you talking therapy? It, no, it's not therapy. It's actually faster. <laughs> Because nice. we're not having to go through the, the cerebral cortex, the, you know, the thinking part of the brain. We're actually going straight, as we talked about earlier, Scott, right into the body. Like, what's going on here? Let's take it down to this. Because that all of that stuff, once we make peace here, it shifts everything up here. And all this stuff that's going on with that trauma comes from what's being stored in here. Do you have a particular example of somebody who's come to you with a, with a certain case of PTSD that you could share? Oh goodness. There's so many people. I I'm trying to think of um there was one woman um who she had an experience at her office where they were uh the word I would use is kind of bullying her. She's only female, it was the all male, pretty much all male organization. She's in a an industry that is dominated by men with technology. And every time she would start to go into her office, she would kind of have a I'll call it an anxiety attack, really. She almost had to turn around and wanted to go home. And uh, in her situation, you know, um, I just, I just talked to her and I said, well, you know, where do you, where do you feel that in your body? And then I worked with her to make peace with that particular location until she was able to go in. And she literally, it's like night and day. And what was interesting for me too, was everything around her changed in her work after we did that exercise. Like once we healed that, she got transferred into a different department. I just, I just find this so fascinating because if you ever need proof that what you manifest here is going to change out there, that was like, you know, right in my face, right? It showed me. So, so, so hold that right there. Cause that's something that I, I, I don't know if people fully conceptualize. And, right. and I've learned that over the last five years, especially in coaching where I've seen it and then it comes back into my life. 
people think, well, I might fix this, but the world is still a mess. But once you learn the lesson, once you heal that piece, you literally get moved from the lesson. And, and, and I can see this. I've got a, a, a client who was in the military who has had all this crap like going on. She was about to quit the military. And she said, I'm not going to quit the military. I'm going to stay within the system and heal it because she fixed what we were talking about. And now she's happier than ever. But she was stuck in that place for so long. So, yeah. you know, like talk about that. Like, how do we get people to believe once they lean in to that lesson on the other side, there's so much beauty because that's a hard thing to express and explain to people who are in the middle of it. Yeah. I don't think you can get them to believe. I think it's, again, you know, it's if they're willing to have the experience, they're willing to like let join hands, like link arms and let you walk them through. Mm -hmm. And then they have their own experience and that's the most powerful thing. And then they want to share that with somebody else. And if somebody has been watching them, that's how you start to change things because usually they have friends around them that are either as Christopher was saying earlier, that are maybe enabling them and keeping them in that mindset, maybe mm -hmm. giving them more evidence about why they they're, they're right. And they should stay that way and keep believing that, you know, that's one of the biggest poisons we have, right? Is that we will keep drinking that poison water over and over again, because we will attract people around us who, um, who support that belief system, even if it's dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we have to wake up. We have to be willing to wake up. And the only way to get out of that poison mindset is to have that resolution. And then you can start to you'll also start to see your friends differently. Right. Yeah. Because true. now it's like, OK, uh, hmm, suddenly there's I just don't have that same feeling towards so and so anymore because now I'm so different inside. Something shifted. Yeah. Boom. Carla, you are amazing. Thank you for being here. I can't believe we've already been talking for 53 minutes. Uh, you're awesome. And you said you had a particular offer. I'm going to put the uh, code up here in the comments for people to click on that. But why don't you tell us about the offer you have for our uh, friends tonight? Yeah. So for those of you who just want an easy introduction and you're not quite ready to, you know, uh, get to know me, <laughs> uh, you can you can just um, go to um, getcarlasbook.com. And you can get a, do a free download of a book that I have. It's a free PDF, and it'll give you some great steps in there. Uh, and for those of you who are like, okay, I'm ready. I really, I'm really ready to do more. I'm, I'm curious about what Carla can offer me. If you want to like learn how to, you know, allow me to help you locate at least one limiting belief that you're holding on to. I'll help you rewire it. I'll help you move forward with that. You'll have a clear direction about where you're going to go. Then you can go to uh, eqmindshift.com and book a session there. And uh, these sessions are normally $395. So, um, so I believe this offer. I'm, if you if you put in, um, well, just put in, just type in your information. It should be fine. You should be able to book an appointment with me on Calendly and. I believe it cuts the offer in half if you just type in save 175 in there. So you can take a look at that. Nice, nice. Thank you for that. Thank you for our, for, our, for doing that for our listeners. Where can people get a hold of you? I have some of your links. You gave me about 10. I have some of your links up here. But where, are some, where are some places that people can get a hold of you? Uh, best places. Uh, well, yeah, the Facebook lifestyle is great. You can connect with me on Facebook. You can Women's Health Revolution if you on Instagram if you want to find me there. Women's Health Revolution TV, yeah, you can go there. Those are some old shows. I had a show for a little bit. 
And uh, but Instagram's great and Facebook is great. LinkedIn's also great if you want to connect with me on on uh, on it's easy enough to find me on LinkedIn. So um, yep, you and I are connected I, there. I love talking to people. So if you're you want to know more, you have questions about something I said today, or just uh, please feel free to reach out to me. You can go to my website. You can fill in a contact form and and uh, contact me that way as well. So thank you so much. Awesome. Carla, thank you so much for being here. You're a rock star. We're going to put you backstage. We're going to close out the show. Don't go anywhere so we can talk with you afterwards, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. You're a rock star. You're a rock star. Get your game on. Go. Go play. Hey, what do you you think, Mr. Goyette? Uh, Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. And I mean, listen, we've had a few guests who have talked about, um, you know, getting unstuck, the idea of emotional management. And uh, this was fantastic. And it's fun because everybody's brought a slightly different twist to it. And I think one of the most important things, you know, that, that Carl is saying is just really just expressing the reality that from here, from the mind, you know, I love the fact that the pushback that she gave me, because I'm always talking about the cerebral stuff, because I, I know how to go from here to here, but she's got such a good point. So many people are stuck up here to move them down there. Like, you know, I mentioned breath work or she's doing, I think she called it emotional. There was another t- a technique modality mm-hmm. she shared, but any of that stuff that gets you from here to here so that you can heal here. You know, listen to that story about the woman in the office who's coming in and almost having an anxiety attack. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure that she's worked with people who can move them through those processes. And there's so many of us who are having the friend who keeps going, well, you know, it's your own fault for working there, whatever, like all the shit that we put ourselves in. Right. We've got to embody the change and then it can come into here. So I love it. I love what she said. I'd recommend going to check her out. If it seems like something that's a fit for you. Super cool. Thanks for getting her, Chris. It's wonderful. Thank you, Carla. You did. She was referred by somebody, you know, no, it wasn't. Who was it from? Yeah. Which friend of mine was it? Hold on. I think it was Michelle. I'm trying to remember. Oh, it could have been. It could have been. I don't know. We'll we'll find out. That's the cool thing because we're nice to people and then people (laughs) want to come be with us. Exactly. Well, I put I put that out there every single show. I'm like, if you guys know of a guest, if you guys know of a guest or somebody or a topic that you want to have you on here, which I'm going to say now, if you guys know of a guest or a topic that you want here on the Unfiltered Experience, reach out to Chris or Scott and let us know. And we'd be happy to entertain that conversation to have them on here. Whatever subjects you guys want to have on here, we would be welcome to having those as well. And I think for me, Scott, the kind of the theme for the day and the conversations that I've been having is accepting ownership and responsibility, but also just having an open awareness and open mind to try different things. You know, for me, you know it personally, like in December, I could barely walk. I was in excruciating pain, but I took responsibility for it. I said, I think a large majority of it is the fact that I've been eating bread, eating cookies, eating candy, drinking alcohol. You know, I was enjoying myself and normally that doesn't have such a big impact on me, but all of a sudden I was like, the inflammation just caused uh, so much pain. January 1st, I was like, okay, eliminating all that stuff within a couple of weeks, I was walking better and then started feeling way better by February. It was like, it was crazy because, um, you know, if you guys have never heard of the book, wheat belly, wheat belly is an amazing book. It talks about the genetic, the, the genetic modification of wheat and corn and how it never went through the U S agricultural center. It was crazy. I read just like a quarter of that book, Scott. And I was just blown away to her point. Like when they, when you're eating stuff with wheat in it, it has little tiny little barbs on it. 
literally not my wife but and and they go and it scrapes it actually scratches your internal linings and that scraping causes the inflammation so you know it's Mm -hmm. really important for all of us to keep our minds open um keep our keep our perspectives open and try new things and give them and not just try them for a couple of days try give give things like three months give things six months and see what they do because on the other side of missing out on sugar there's so many different alternatives and, and ways that you can satisfy a sweet tooth but at the end of the day you know you're you're fulfilling that longevity principle of what you're here to do and how healthy you want to be doing how healthy you want to be while you're doing it so i love the conversation i'm actually going to hit her up for that for that conversation and uh and see how it goes i love it and and to your point and i'd love to let everybody sit and think about this for a minute give things time you know it took a lot of time to get to where you were so if it's you know puffy belly overweight mind's not feeling right not lack of clarity i mean listen like stopping sugar for a week might get you to a slight shift but try stopping it for 21 days for a habit shift or a full lifestyle shift at 90 days you will see such a difference i promise you but here's the thing most of us say yeah but we got this coming up or i'm going to that birthday party or i'll just do this and it's an all or nothing thing lean into something do it commit to it and you will see the results but that comfort you're feeling from that addiction whether you call it that or not is holding you back i promise Make the change. Lean in. We got you guys. We love you. Yes. Do we love them? Do we love these people, so. Scott? That's why I come them? here. That's I come here for the love. Yeah. Let me see if I can figure out who we have next week real quick so we can kind of give a plug for that. Who do we have on the uh, show next week? You said uh, it to me let's earlier. Let's see. San- it's Dan Fail, isn't it? Do we is have Santa Fale? Claus? Yeah, we got Dan Fail. Dan Fail. Dan Fail. He at everything. He fails at everything. If you want to come here a failure, come listen to Dan fail. He's actually not a failure. That's no. the irony of his name. He's and he awesome. spells it with two L's just to confuse you. Does he? He really does. Double oh, L. Dan, I don't think I've never Dan noticed fail. that. Double L. I'm pretty sure because I looked at him like, did he spell it wrong? Is he that much of a failure? But I think it's the right way. <laughs> we love you, Dan. All right, guys, you, go out there and be awesome. <laughs> be sure to check us out at www.theunfilteredexperience.com www.theunfilteredexperience.com. Come check us out on Facebook. Join the group. Join the family. Join the conversation online. We appreciate and love each and every one of you guys. All the beautiful people in tonight. We got Ellie Nicole. She dropped by for a moment. Jacqueline Rose, Mark Gassard, Jock mm-hmm. Brokus, Ron. Um, Mary. We had so Mary. many good people. Beautiful. Yeah, people. Margaret. I I, I missed I miss that. Margaret, thank you for being here. Mary Kay, mm-hmm. Lee, all you beautiful people. Ray. Patricia, Darlene, mm-hmm. you guys are all awesome. Randy, we love you guys. You're part of our unfiltered thank family, you, the unfiltered crew. We will see you here next time, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, every Friday night. We love you guys. Go out there and be brilliant, and we'll see you next week. Cheers. Love you guys. Peace. Peace.